In the Bible, in the book of Job, chapter 1, verse 20 to 22, many of you know the story of Job. Job is the man who suffered the most of any human being ever and was the most undeservable of the punishment. Think about that. You know, sometimes people say, when somebody, when somebody dies, and they'd be like, why he had to die? The other part of that question is, well, who you think should have died? And I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes you want to look up to heaven, God, I got a list of candidates that you could take out. <laughs> Hallelujah. I could have given you a list, God. Right? But here's, here's the point. The point is, is that if anybody was not somebody who deserved any punishment, was a man that God, by his own admission, says he is blameless. That's what God said about Job. And he didn't say that just in passing. He said that to the devil. God was bragging to Satan about how blameless and upright Job was. So you think the next thing would be luxury. Because he's so good, that's going to equal what we call blessings. But I wonder if Job looked at us and were to see what we consider blessings of God if he would agree. Amen, somebody. And one day, in almost a matter of time, the devil said to God, the only reason Job loves you is because you've blessed him with riches, you've blessed him with good. His family's good, he's got money, he's got everything good, and he will serve you as long as it's good. But his relationship ain't true. It's based on your hands, not your heart. Take away what you do with your hands and see if he won't leave your heart. God said, not Job. Go ahead. Take whatever you want from him, but don't touch his life. How many of you know that the enemy has to get permission to do what he wants to do in your life? Yeah. And if God is going to permit it, sometimes you might not understand it, but make no mistakes, he's still in control. Hallelujah, Jesus. And so, the Bible says, in one day, Job lost all that he's owned in wealth-wise. Fire came. Raiders came. Wind came. And the worst part of the story to me is when they came in and said, your children are dead. I don't even want to know what it's like to put one casket down. But he had to put several down. Can you imagine what grief he was facing? The thing is, when you read the story of Job, it's almost like a movie. You know what's going on. You were, nowhere in the story was Job ever told that God and Satan had a conversation. He would have only found out that after he died. But in this whole book of Job, he doesn't know what you and I know. 
that God is behind the scene. So when we read the story, we're like, Job, you tripping. But in the story, he's searching for, for why is there suffering? Why, if I'm living right, is there suffering happening? And just like friends that we have, his friends came and said, hey, man, you must have did something wrong. You're suffering because it's you. Sometimes you suffer because of your own dumb decisions. But other times, like Job, Job after a while said, nah, 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 I ain't doing nothing, y'all. No. And he looked to his friends, and they told him something wrong with you. It got so bad that his wife looked at him and said, sometimes, you know, people say she's an evil woman. She mocked him and said, curse God and die, which is true. But I wonder if she looked at him in his situation and said, bro, you, you lost everything. And you're sick in body. And you got the type of sickness that is threatening to kill you, but you just won't die. Why don't you just commit suicide? It seems like she almost knows the only reason you are still alive because God was keeping you. So even in her statement, curse God and die, you can't die unless you chose to. Who that was a word right there. Write that down. She said, curse God and die. And then the Bible said this about Job. Chapter 1, verse 20 to 22. At this, Job got up, tore his robe, and shaved his head. And then he fell to the ground in worship and said, naked I came into the world, right, from my mother's womb. And naked I will depart. The Lord gives. That's where I would have stopped. And said, blessed be the name of the Lord. He didn't stop there. What he's saying here is the same Lord that reserves the right to give. Because we like the giving God. He says that same Lord reserves the right to take. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what he said. In other words, Job had what I call a high view of God. We must have a high view of God. What is that? You must not only have a relationship with God where you see that he can bless me with a car, bless me with a house, bless me with my finances, bless me in a damn blessed and feel blessed, blessed, blessed. And all your concept of blessing is what he can do for you. The same God that gave you the car take it away tomorrow same God that allows nations to rise can allow nations to fall the high view of God is when you begin to realize that you are not the center of the universe David is not you Moses is not you the Bible is not about you it's about God and his plans 
ain't going to hear nothing ever different from this church. We are not the center of the Bible. God is. The Bible says that God had Jesus from the foundation of the world so that the world would eventually give glory and honor to Christ. And so God is not a part of our life. We are part of his. He doesn't play a part in my life. He's allowed me to be a part of his world. Do you know what, how powerful he is? I, I want to establish this, that God can do whatever he wants. No, 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 like what he, when, when I say he can do whatever he wants, there ain't a being that could arrest him and say, you're wrong for that. He's the highest of beings. But yet, his character is love. With all that power, what is man? But you are mindful of him. Right? Here's the second thing. Job asks God questions. As somebody growing up, I was told, never question God. And I think what they meant was, and here's the second thing I want you to know, it's okay to ask God the questions. I wonder if Job's dilemma was really a dilemma of the tragedy happening to him or a tragedy of having friends who didn't know God. Because I don't know what's worse, me losing everything, but, and then when I turn around, every relationship tells me it's my fault. Which, 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 which really is the tragedy here? See, you're going to go through hard times. And who you surround yourself with can make it harder. Be careful where you invest your time. There's a lot of things in the world. A lot of friends in the world, on the job, in the school, in the colleges, wherever you go. And you'll meet friends. And you'll want to invest a lot of time. Make sure that you are investing in friends who know God. Amen, somebody. That's why people who only come to church for the Sunday experience, you missing, you missing what Christianity is all about. It's a family. It's okay to ask God questions. What it's not okay to do is to question his character. You can say, God, why has this happened to me? But when those questions go to, not why this has happened, but it's, if you're a good God, this wouldn't happen to me. Something wrong with you. And you quit God. Amen. Look at what he, he said. Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. The Lord give and the Lord is taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And then look at that other part right there. In all of this, Job did not sin by charging or accusing or blaming God with wrongdoing. As we look around the world, as we look at all that is happening, this week is almost like you could have woken up and a nuclear plant would have been blown up. It's like, oh, oh, is that where we at in life? 
You don't know what to believe anymore. You don't know who to trust. Feel like I'm living that Bob Marley song. Man to man. So a Jamaican in the house. You don't know. Your best friend could be your and your worst enemy. Look at all these. going on in the world imagine all that you've been working for your dollar ain't got no value <laughs> it's like you looking at oh everybody who was excited during the pandemic investing in cryptocurrency not that I'm giving any financial advice I am not the one I lost the drone But it's like everybody investing, yo, it rise every day. Oh, crypto's 50,000, crypto's 60,000, Bitcoin 70,000. Then all of a sudden, Bitcoin. Why owe, why, why owe Bitcoin? Why owe the stock market? Why? And then the money you make, inflation driving it so crazy. It's almost like, what's the, what's the point? You're buying stuff now, and you don't even know if it's going to have value. Then you look into the leaders to find out what's going on. They all in a political war. You could never get the truth. I just decided, God, I can only worry about what you've given me. I'm going to protect my family and the people that are close to me. And I believe you're still in charge. And I'm not going to blame you foolishly for what's happening in the world. I'm not going to say it's your fault. I'm going to do what Job did. It seemed like Job stopped talking to his wife. And he stopped. I say, y'all think I'm, <laughs> I'm not Job. <laughs> and he stopped talking to these friends. And he said, I want to talk to the one who really knows what's going on. He said, I want an audience with God. I preached a message years ago called Brace Yourself. I talked about how God came when God decided to talk to him on the whirlwind. And the whirlwind was spinning. Look, God decided to answer Job. And this is what he said in the book of Job, chapter 38, verse number one. It's a great chapter. Read the entire chapter for yourself. This is why I can boldly say to you, the king has never stepped down, not even for one minute. The throne room of heaven is never shaken. Vince, you know when you watch movies and people got to run into the king's office to tell him, king, there's a... Nobody ever runs into the throne room to tell him anything. There's nothing you bring here that will ever shock him. He's the king of kings, lord of lords. He's God. I feel so bad for people who don't understand that you were perfectly created. You're not an accident. You're not part of the universe.
Wherever there's a design, there's a designer. If you walk in the middle of the Sahara Desert and found a piece of instrument that is square with a fruit written on the back and you could open to it, it connects to this thing called Wi-Fi, you could see pictures and talk to people, you wouldn't think billions and billions of billions of years made the sand turn into that device. I dare you to walk in an apple and tell them their computer is evolution. It's too perfectly designed. Well, can I tell you, you are more perfectly designed than a computer is? A computer's trying to simulate you. That's why they got algorithms, because they're trying to figure you out as a human. How do you really work? What are your emotions? What makes you trigger? You have feelings. You have, you're designed so beautifully, man. Your, your, your heart beats. How many of you woke up this morning and said, hey, hey, heart, hey, heart, make sure you beat regular. You didn't have to do that. It's been working since you were born nonstop. Your kidneys are flushing your blood out right now, taking all of the food that you ain't supposed to eat and saving your life daily. Your eyes, they say, see upside down. But it, it happens so fast that your eyes send signal to the brain and the brain flips the image right side up that you never walk upside down. That's happening constantly right now. As you breathe in, your, your, your lungs take the oxygen and, and somehow converts this oxygen and puts it into your bloodstream. How? What how? You're fearfully and wonderfully made. There's no more complex design than a human being. That's why it bugs people the concept of death because, and I've seen death, I've seen when people die, all the organs are there. Everything that is needed to live is there. But something happens and something seems like it leaves. And it's not the organ that is the source of life. Seems like there's a soul there. Because automatically, if I have all the parts that makes life, shouldn't the thing live? That's why the Bible says when he formed man, he put all the parts to make life, but it didn't become a life until he... You're God's breath. You know that song that says, it's, it's, it's your breath. Uh, what, what is it? Your breath in my lungs. I love the song. Don't ever stop singing it. But it's his breath in his lungs. You don't own it. <laughs> you were loaned it. And God decides to answer Job. Nowhere in this whole book of Job did God answer Job's question directly. Job said, why did I suffer? Why is there suffering? God never answers. But he answers. And his answer humbled Job. And I'm led to believe that all Job wanted to know was that you're still with me. I don't need to know what's going on. I just need to know you're with me. 
Who am I talking to in this room? I don't need to figure it all out, God. But I just need to know that you have never left. And I want you to know, Church City, that he's never left. And he's never stepped down from the... God is with you. God is with you. God is with you. God answers. And I'm going to just let God speak. The most beautiful of poetry that was ever written is written here. Then the Lord answered Job from a whirlwind. That, that original Hebrew word there that says whirlwind can also be translated storm. The King James doesn't say whirlwind or storm. I believe it says chaos. God answered from the chaos. God answered from Job was in chaos. God shows up from chaos. If time were to permit. Then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind and said, let me read it here because we got two different versions. Let me just read it. This is what he says. Y'all ready? Who is it that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words brace yourself like a man y'all ever told somebody brace yourself God was the original God says who is it that got who is it that got questions for me brace yourself like a man because I have some questions that you must answer and here goes God's questions where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth tell me if you know so much, who determined its dimensions and who stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundation and who laid its cornerstones as the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Who kept the sea inside its boundaries as it burst forth from the wound as if it would clothe it with clouds and wrapped in its thick darkness for I locked it behind bar gates and limited its shores I said this far and no further come on somebody will you come here your proud waves must stop it's no wonder years later somebody came out of the boat and said, didn't I tell you how far you could come? Peace be still. Who is he, the Bible says, that even the wind and the waves, the wind and the wind, y'all, y'all ain't seeing this. Who is, who, who is he? Who is he? He, he says, where were you when I told the waves you can only come 
Y'all with me? Y'all with me? Hallelujah. Have you ever commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? Have you made daylight spread to the ends of the earth to bring an end to the night's wickedness? As the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. Is it, it, is, it is robed in brilliant colors. Oh gosh, the light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Have you explored the springs from which the seas come? Have you explored their depths? Do you know where the gates of death are located? Have you seen the gates of utter gloom? Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know. And can you picture that chaos? Storm raising outside his door, stuff beating against his house, and a voice just coming out of the storm. Have you ever seen these things? And if you know the answer to them, please tell me what your answers are. And isn't that what mankind has always, hallelujah. Let me get this right. Isn't that why I can't wear this chain no more, hallelujah. I'm going to use this mic. Oh, come on, chain, I bind you. How you bind the chain with the cross, hallelujah. Hallelujah, amen, amen. Help me out, I can't see what I'm doing. All on camera, don't go nowhere. Just give me the other mic. Turn this mic off. Oh, you got it? Good. There you go. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to tuck mine in. <laughs> Can you imagine that, though? And God is talking to him. He says, have you seen the gates of utter gloom? Do you realize the extent of the earth? Tell me about it if you know where does light come from. Where does light come from? Well, it's energy. When you flip on the switch, this happens and light appears. And then he not only asks that, he says, where does darkness go? Can you take each to its home? Do you know how to even get there? But of course you know all this. For you were born before it was all created. And you are so very experienced. And the whole chapter 38, God goes on and on and on. And then he left them. What God is reminding Job is that this world has order and the one who ordered it are not the politicians are not the people that you would esteem highly the one who orders the world or puts order in it is God and what he was telling Job was basically if something is happening in your life Know that I am fully aware and I can handle it. I can handle 
anything that comes up against you. This is why the Apostle Paul can say without a shadow of a doubt that in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know what's happening in your life. Yes, there will be bad news. Yes, you're going to have moments that's going to rock your world. You're going to have moments that's going to shatter your faith and try to hit it to the core. And, and, and I'm not here to tell you that God is just going to hand you a miracle and turn it all around. Sometimes he does that. Sometimes he lets you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But you can say like the psalmist, Yea, though I walk through it, I will fear no evil. For you are, you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they come. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I'm not saying tragedy won't hit. I don't have the answers to what's happening in your life. I don't know what the doctor told you. I don't know what your finances look like. I don't know what got you chasing the things that you're chasing. I don't know what makes you hurt the way you hurt. I don't know what makes you uh, uh, view the way the world you view it. I do know this though, that God is the one behind the whole order of the world. And he's never ever left that seat. So the next time you feel in your spirit, I'm getting ready to complain and quit on God. Next time you look and say, God, I've been serving you forever. How come my son is born with symbrachydactyly and at zero years old, I got to take him to surgery in Boston and they got to put him on anesthesia. I don't even know how his body's going to react to that. And they got to cut his fingers so he could be able to hold something for the rest of his life. Next time these things happen in your life and you get ready to look up at God and say, how could you ever do this? Just remind yourself, brace yourself. Were you there for... Next time you go through something and somebody walked out on your life, somebody divorced you, somebody used you and abused you, and you want to say, God, if you love me, why all of this happening? Brace yourself. Your problems are not even comparable. God is sustaining the world as we speak. How come a meteorite never hit earth all these years we've been here and kill us? Who's keeping this planet? Who's sustaining us? Why don't all this global warming and all that stuff, I'm not here to argue whether it's true or not. That ain't how it ends in Revelation. This is how it ends. He's coming back. And if climate control destroys it, or bombs destroy it, or you destroy it, the Bible says that when he comes back, it's new heavens. And behold, I make all things new. I make all things new. And ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to wait till then for him to begin to make all things new. Your body might be decaying. Your mind might be getting older. But in your spirit, he can renew it every day. And they that wait upon the Lord, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They shall mount up with wings. It's eagle. Because the God you serve has never left the throne. If you don't know him, what philosophy 
who or what connections you have is stopping you from going all out for God and saying you have my heart God I praise you today and I thank you father because you are God you're wonderful in all that you do you're wonderful you're perfect in all your ways and I give you praise today God like Job I don't need to figure everything out I don't need to know all the answers I just need to hear your voice in the chaos war is brewing we don't know how close we are to a possible global crisis there father financial crisis is hitting people got their personal health issues people trying to figure out their jobs people trying to figure out their life people are going through hurt people are being used and abused but yet from the chaos you speak from the chaos you speak from the chaos I don't know who I'm talking to but I believe I still got a few people in here that knows how to hear the still small voice that knows how to hear God speaking that knows that hey I know how to pray hallelujah and I know that God is still on the throne I just need those of you who know God is still speaking from the chaos oh my gosh just to stand to your feet and begin to lift your hands to heaven and begin to say father have your way come on ask him to have your way in my life have your way in this planet have your way in, in every circumstance have your way father you've never stepped down from the throne you never will father oh glory be to the name of God glory I could imagine how Job left that room I could imagine how Job left that room I could imagine how Job left that room hallelujah preachers always preach and say look God restored children and God restored wealth that's not what made Job rejoice that's not what made Job rejoice what made Job rejoice is to know that God was with him and he's with you who needed to hear that today come on don't worry about who's in this room if you needed to hear that who online needed to hear today that God is with you that from the chaos he can speak hallelujah whoever needed to hear that whoever needed to get their life back the last five years has been too much the last two years however long you've been living is too much get your life back today come on somebody I'm done I'm done Job never found his identity in his pain don't let your pain become your identity don't don't agree with it stop regurgitating that story start talking about who he is come on stop telling everybody about why you can't do it. in Jesus name you the head and not the tail above and not beneath who am I talking to in this house today get your life back put God on the seat of your heart hallelujah and let him lead you he promised that he will never leave you nor forsake you I promise you I promise you 
that maybe all hell is breaking through, coming against me on one side, but it ain't gonna stop me. I've made up my mind to leave this earth empty. And everything you've put inside me to do, we gonna do, Lord. And Father, when you decide that time is over, you decide my boundaries. You decide everything, but my life will get glory from you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up the world. We lift up this crisis in the Ukraine and Russia. The world is a complicated place and it's too big for me to speak on. I am no expert, but I do know that you're in charge. Whatever God needs to happen, you know. Whatever, Father, Lord, you have decided has already been decided. Men are involved. And men, Father, have a way of ruining everything that you have planned. But, Father, that ruin is never permanent. Men tried to, God from the garden ruined themselves, but you sent a Savior. That's the God you are. You're never God too far that you can't fix. You can fix. You can heal. You can restore. I, God, the word says, pray against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. God, I pray against every demonic activity in this world that seems like it is unleashed. Just God, activities after activities on your people from financial crisis to political turmoil to wars to rumors of wars to, to, to Lord sicknesses and poverty and all these things that are happening and then there's our personal lives all these things that are happening Father in the name of Jesus we push back the darkness we push back the darkness the weapons of our warfare are not carnal you said they, you said they're not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. God, you haven't given me physical weapons, but you've given me the ability to call on your name. And you said they that call on your name shall be saved, shall be saved, shall be saved. Translation, shall be delivered, shall be pulled out of. Shall, oh my gosh. Father, I call on the name of Jesus. I call on the name that is above every other name. The same name that spoke from the chaos. I speak to God. Lord, everything that is happening in this world, every darkness, that you will not touch God's people. Their peace would be intact. Their mind would be fixed on God. And in the darkest of their moments, they would hear you speaking from the chaos. God, they might have questions, but never charge you wrongfully. You're God, and we worship you. If you're sick in body, I pray for healing. I pray for heart disease. I pray for those that are struggling, God, with diabetes and the range of diseases are so many today. I pray for their health their strength God I pray for those that are going through discouragement I ask you if you're gracious enough to remove the pain but if the pain stays a little bit longer remind them like Apostle Paul your grace is sufficient your strength is made perfect when we are weak, you're strong. We call on that strength today. We 
Call on it. If you're in this building or you're watching online and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, why don't you pray with me today? Say, Father God, I ask you to come into my life and forgive me of every sin. I ask that you would save me, sanctify me, and fill me with the Holy Spirit. From today, I am your child. In Jesus' name, amen. Give Jesus a round of applause. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Church City, I just want to thank every one of you for coming out today. I know we went a little bit longer than usual, but it's okay. This is what we usually used to go to pre-pandemic. Hallelujah. Uh, second, second service. You'd already been home. First service, out. But the Lord is good. Welcome back to Church City. I heard tomorrow that the city's lifting a lot of the mandates. Come on. You people who just love to hide your face, you should be rejoicing. Come on. We get to see each other again. Science change. Science changes mind. I'm just praying that this is truly, from all that I'm reading, the end of this thing. And that we don't have to go through this. But this has put a renewed zeal in me to preach the gospel. Life is not promised. You know what's crazy? You would think that a world that went through two years of horror would be different. The world is worse than it was in 2019. We coming out the pandemic worse. We're more bitter, we're more angry, we divided. We got a whole war going on. You would think two years would change a man. That's why one, and I don't mean to preach again, one man turned to, uh, uh, from, the, from he, uh, 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 the rich man when he was in hell burning. He said, if you send Lazarus back, maybe if they see a dead man rise, they would believe and turn. And the father answered and said, even if they see a dead man rise, they won't change. He wasn't talking about Lazarus. He was talking about they're going to see a real dead man rise and still their heart's going to be callous. This world is a callous, hardened place. Stop chasing these celebrities, y'all. Stop chasing these images and all these things they sell you. They're fleeting. Stop chasing and following these things. Be who God made you to be. Well, you know, Pastor, we're trying to get in that world. Get in what world? I'm in the world, not of it. Anything I got to compromise to get, I'm going to have to compromise to keep. That message ain't never going to change for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, we want to continue to preach. I'm going to go see this building tomorrow. It has a lot of land, and that's really got my eyes on it. Because there's potential, even if we don't get all we want from this particular building, there's potential to really build and expand out in what's currently there. So I pray the Lord would lead. If it's something, I'm going to have all the leaders come and see it. If it's something that... I believe the Lord might want us to take an advantage of. You say, well, pastor, that means you must have the money. I don't. I'm going, this building you're in was bought without money. I mean, it was bought with money eventually. But the man that came in and bought this building, had, he was shocked when the man told him, yeah, I'll sell you. He said, for real? 
because he didn't even know where he was going to get the money from. And God made a way. I bought my first house with no money and the second one with no money. Both houses with no money. Hey, God has a way of supplying. God has a way last minute coming through for you. And I just believe that in this season, I believe in what we're doing in this church. And I don't need everybody to be on board, but God, if people get on board, we can take this city, y'all. We don't have to be the tail. We don't have to let the world wag us. We can do our own entertainment. We can do our own music. You can't even watch a show with your family no more in this country. And all we do is sit back and act like I'm tired of it, but I'm going to watch it anyway because it's nothing else. And you poison your mind. And you're so desensitized to sin that when it's in your face, you're cool with it. No. We can change that, y'all. Or we can, we can go to the grave trying. That's the heart of church cities. Too much talent in this room, too much gifts in this room to let the world get it. So if you're on board, man, and you want to help us, we invite people that have been blessed, whether you're online or here, to continue to tithe, continue to give. And those of you who got it like that, and you say, Pastor, I want to sow specially into that building, you may be sitting on two mil. Hey, you never know. Hallelujah. And you say, I don't know what to do with my two mil. It's been here for years. I don't know what should I do with two mil. I got a good plan for your two mil. It's going to reach a lot of people. You have not because you ask not. And I'm going to ask the people of God, if you love your church and you love what we're doing, we can begin to bring this to different parts. I see a campus in Brooklyn. I see a spot in Long Island. I believe this. I already saw by accident the Lord showed me something in Florida. I said, God, what are you doing? He, he, he showed me. He, I'm waiting for him to show me the one in Hawaii because I know that's where he's calling me. I feel the anointed. I feel somewhere by Waikiki, Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. I don't even got to preach. Just give me a house there, Lord. I, I w- Amen. But I believe God can build this thing and, and cause it. There are so many good, talented young men in this church. On any given Sunday, I hand them the mic. They could get up here and blaze a sermon. And we don't, I, this is not a church that will stifle your gift. If you want to be a minister for the Lord, now don't come everybody next week. I feel like I got a word. We're going to check your word. But for those whose words has been checked before you wreck yourself, we got enough people that we can unleash on this city. Amen. And we're going to watch God grow in this house. Amen. I want to invite you to give. All the ways you can give digitally are on your screen. Those of you that are watching, those of you that are in-house, the ushers are standing by. They'll, we take checks. We take cash. We take debit. We take... Nah. We take, um, what, 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 what they got? What? Wick, wick check? No, we don't take. We ain't take EBT. I'm joking, y'all. All the serious people who's binding me, your binding can't touch me. Bind back to you. You know how people always see super Christians bind you? Bind you. It's not a binding war. Let's not bind each other. Let's bind the devil. Amen. I want to invite you to give. I want, to, I want you to, you know, I really want you to give because I believe that this thing, you know, this for the first year we've been able to employ somebody, a college student, and I believe that the, the church will be able, yeah, I almost killed him, I almost killed him. 
Amen. I believe that we'll be able to employ more people in the future and create businesses and jobs. When I sit with the leaders, they're always telling me, Pastor, don't just think church. Can we put a business there? I said, man, let's do it. Let's own businesses. Let's do all of that for the kingdom. Amen. And so please, if you want to give sold, uh, ushers are standing by. I'll pray. Stand to your feet and I'll pray over your offering. And Brother Steve, would you come up? Please, I'm going to leave this stage and Steve will dismiss y'all. But please remember, very important, go home and share vacancy. Even if you don't like it, um, believe by faith you will. And write by faith the good comments. Hallelujah. Don't just put the fire emojis, like write a paragraph of how it really blessed you. Hallelujah. Amen. Share it. Like it. Hit the like. The like makes the algorithm go up. And we're going to pray. Father, I just thank you for Church City and all the people that are in here. And I just pray that you'd continue to bless and keep them. And Father, I thank you for uh, the opportunities that you're going to give to this church. And I just pray, Father, that you would supply all our needs. And you would open up every door that is possible to get the things that you've planted in our hearts. Let our zeal never go before your wisdom. We're zealous, but you're wise. So whatever uh, you want us to do, we'll wait on you if you say wait. But if you give the green light, we're going all the way, God. And so, Father, I just ask that you would bless the people that sow, provide for them. Father, you were able to stretch the oil out. And I know you're able to do that in their household. Make every ends meet. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless y'all. Thank you for your time today. I hope y'all really enjoyed service. Come back next week. Bring a friend. I'm going to turn you over. You may be seated. I'm turn you over to Steve. This is that spins. This is nice. I didn't realize it spin until I picked it up. What's going on, everybody? I'm going to bring you guys the announcements very quickly. So just, you know, rock with me. On Tuesday, how many of y'all are enjoying Bible study? Make some noise of Bible study. Bible study is a nice pick-me-up in, in the middle of the week. So this Tuesday, 7.30, you guys, I'm 7 o'clock, you guys know the time. Uh, all the links are on the website, www.churchcity.com. Make sure you guys check that out. Come to Bible study this Tuesday at 7 p.m. <laughs> Youth service, young people make some noise. Okay. All three of y'all. <laughs> um, youth service, we have a really great time over there. If you have any high school to college age students, parents, please let them come out. These young people, listen, one of the reasons why I love this church is because it's full of young people. And I heard something one time, and it kind of touched me it was a, a couple of years ago, and it always stayed with me. It says, you go to a church, a church without young people is a dead church walking. It's a dead church and we got some amazing young people in this church. We have some talented young people in this church that want to live for God and want to use their talents for God. If you have any college age or high school kids, please let them come in on Friday at 8 o'clock. It's a good time. And the kids, they encourage each other. And it's so crazy. That's how I'm getting old, right? I'm calling them kids. But I was talking to somebody yesterday, and I was like, they're driving to church. Like, I remember when, as a youth leader, a couple years ago, we would all be like, oh, man, we got to, not oh, man, sorry, we didn't mean that. But we like, <laughs> we were like, we were like, we had to take the kids home because they wasn't driving. <laughs> and it was like, you'd have to go to like Timbuktu and then right back home, right? Now it's like, we're coming to church and they're all coming in in their own cars. And we're like, wow, they're growing. They're growing. Let them grow. 
but let them grow in the Lord. Make sure they're here. Eight o'clock. Amen. 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 Um, want you guys to like and subscribe on YouTube, Facebook, if you haven't done it already. And if you have done it, just share it out and tell your friends to like and subscribe because we're trying to spread this message all over the world. Amen. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Church City USA. And if you gave your heart to the Lord, please let us know by sending us an email at churchcityusa. Um, dot, what is it? At gmail.com. I'm telling dot. There's so many different dot coms and all that. Church City, Church City USA at gmail.com. Please reach out. We have a packet for you. We have classes that you got to go through. And if you got saved and if you want to become a member of this church, use that email as well. We're going to get back to you. And you could come on and be part of the set, man. This is a wonderful church. This is a wonderful church. This is a wonderful church. And please don't forget to text Church City to 77222 for all Church City updates and alerts. <laughs> I kind of always want to say that. Um, so I'm going to close out. If we close out, we can all stand, and I'll close out. I'll pray a special prayer over you guys and bless you guys for the week. And then we could be out of our way, and you could help me end the service like how we normally do. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everybody that is here. I thank you for everybody that's watching at home. God, I pray a special blessing over their lives this week, Father God. I pray that where whatever situation is in their life, I pray that you would meet it, Heavenly Father. God, I pray a special blessing of peace and joy and prosperity over your people, God. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that whatever is trying to bind them, God, pastors talk about binding, whatever is trying to bind them, God, that is unlike you, we loose it in the name of Jesus, and we say your, your joy be over their life, Heavenly Father. We pray your peace be over their life, God. Anybody who's struggling with anxiety, my God, anybody who's struggling with depression, God, I pray that that that, that your spirit would be there, God. Anybody that's, that, that has lost a family member or is, or is praying about a family member that has been lost or, or remembering a family member during this time, my God, I pray that your heavenly hand of, of of just peace would be there with them. Father God, I pray you give your people a blessed week where they speak about you and they let people know about you, God. And we will come back again in your house on Sunday to worship and glorify you collectively after doing it for the whole week. Lord, we give you a glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all know it. If you know it, just say it with me. In the midst of the crisis... Y'all have a blessed Sunday.